On the road with Super Dispatch, you encounter lots of people. And one of the people we keep coming across in a lot of places and on, online is Ty, Ty Thompson. We are here with our friend Ty Thompson, Cars on the Move. Please do help me wish a warm welcome to my co-host, Ty Thompson. Ty Thompson. Ty Thompson, Cars on the Move. Ty, take it away. Jay, how are you, my friend? What's up, man? <laughs> well, I've got another 20 cars here that need to go. You know Ty, or you might know Ty from Cars on the Move. He's worked there, and especially he's worked with Jay at ATI. Um, I wanted to sit down with Ty and start telling his story. Tell us your full name. Ty uh, Thompson. Who you are and where you're from. Ty Thompson, Joppa, Missouri. Awesome. Thank you. As a kid, going back as a kid, I knew a couple of things early on. I don't want to get married, and I'm never going to be poor, right? So what I did as I uh, got into high school, became a Christian at age 16-ish, right? Went to a Christian private, I got in a lot of trouble. And I ended up moving back with my dad and he put me in a Christian private school and I had to pay the tuition myself <laughs> as a junior and senior. So uh, met a lady, got married, out of high school, kids. My background at going to college, I was wanting to do accounting, ended up just getting uh, business management because accounting is not my thing. So anyway, I went to college, had kids, but while I was going to college, I was in sales. I sold investments, 403Bs for nonprofit organizations in a hospital. I'm excited to share with you uh, the story of Ty Thompson and I hope we get to sit down with him throughout the year and follow his story as he continues to evangelize and organize and, and bring this community closer together. So I followed sales at a young age, read a lot of books, how to engage with people, how to win friends, how to influence people, right? So not going to where I came from, but going to a better place. So you live a good life, do what's right, you get married, you have kids, and you build a business. So somehow, oh, I know it. I ran into a buddy of mine, high school buddy. His dad had bought the local tow truck company. This tow truck company in the town I grew up in, I love their tow trucks. I don't know why. They're always clean. They're always nice. So anyway, his dad bought it. One day we bump into each other. And he's like, hey, you want to go for a ride? Yeah, I'll go for a ride with you. All I did was keep track of the $25 cash. <laughs> the whole, everywhere we went, it was $25 cash. That's been a while back. But so I ended up buying that tow truck company, built it, sold it. From there, I started the transport company in 99, basically 2000, November 99, 2000. I go and I buy a one-ton truck and a three-car Featherlight aluminum trailer. Don't know what a load board is, don't know how to load a car. All I know is tow trucks. But I knew dealers and I knew sales, right? So this is in 2000. Fast forward 2007, I had 20 brand new Peterbilt Cottrell 7509 Stingers and a client base of about 325 dealers that called me directly. Ty, I got cars to move. So no load board. So at that, say seven years, 2007-ish, 20 brand new Peterbilts, all run within a 300 mile radius. That's it. The dollar per mile is so crazy, I won't tell anybody ever, because you wouldn't believe me. But we're picking cars up at dealers, we're dropping them off at auctions, we're picking up at auctions, taking them back to dealers. 
got to the point where I actually took over two auction transportation departments, 166 Springfield, Missouri. When I came in, they sold all their trucks. Well, it took a while, but a lot of back and forth. <clears throat> got to a place where I really understand what the dealer wants and what the auction wants, okay? So this is kind of pre-technology. This was pre-TMS, pre-Super Dispatch, right? <laughs> Pre-logbooks. So we originally, down towards the end, before I sold all my trucks, we came across the company because we were moving so many cars. Anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 a week in the 300-mile radius, just bang, bang, bang. I had uh, owner-operators leased on, three-car guys. I started out as a three-car. And I would bring them in, and I would try to encourage them to just, you be my cleanup guy. I'm not going to send a nine-car truck that gets 4.5 miles per gallon. Back then, the diesel was a lot cheaper. But I'm not going to send the nine-car truck to go get three cars. I need you. So this, moving fast forward to today, okay, I got rid of all my trucks. We can talk about that story later if you want. But... I don't have any trucks. I met Jay Wurzberger at Super Dispatch through Beck. The guy that bought a lot of my trucks was wanting a TMS for his company, right? So I'm giving him work, giving him trucks. Now he's needing a TMS because the one I found, Easy Dispatch, <laughs> uh, was a little antiquated and clunky, right? So anyway, I met uh, Beck at Super Dispatch. And while I'm meeting Beck at Super Dispatch, I meet Jay. Jay's a different kind of character, right? So something went haywire, I'm not sure. Jay decides to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, in the background, talk about auctions, talk about dealers, talk about building a business, build it to leave it. What are you doing, right? And then I hear some of his stories about dispatch, and I'm like, I honestly, I have no idea that this existed. No idea. And it took me several years to get to a place where I've completely figured out, this is crazy, what's happening, you know? The way that these drivers get taken advantage of, the brokers, the load boards, just, I had no idea this world existed because I was in an isolated world where I had the same guy call me every week, every month, every year. I like to call that residual income, right? I'm building a business, I'm building a brand, I'm building a name, a company. I can sell it, I can give it to my kids, I can do, there's assets, there's, it's amazing, right? So that kind of energy is what built Cars on the Move. So Cars on the Move went from there to let's educate the community. Let's talk about the auction. Let's talk about the dealer. Hey, I don't like technology. Let's talk about technology, right? And then as we see today, currently, what's going on in the world, I see the value of technology. I understand the value of brokers because the carriers may or may not do what he needs to do to build a business. So I like to call it the guardrails at the bowling alley. That's what I think Cars on the Move is. It's the guardrails to help you and your transport business be successful. That's my background. Love that analogy of the, the guardrails. I do too. Is that, do, you, do you talk to people about it? All the time, all the time. I even talked to people like Super Dispatch. I'm like, we need you. The only way these people are going to survive is with a lot of our help as a community. And they're a hard group to love, right? They're different people. But we need them desperately. We're seeing it today, 2023. We, after 2020 to present, 
there's a shortage of carriers, and I'm concerned. I mean, I get passionate about it. I'm sorry, because I care about the dealer. I care about the remarketing company. I care about the lender. Everybody's got their own opinion, but they need cars moving. They're willing to pay. What do we do? When I was doing the uh, Super Pay podcast with Joe Overby over at Cherokee, yeah, um, we talked about trends for the industry overall, and one of the things we touched on was the long-term sustainability of the carrier supply, because there isn't necessarily a steady stream of carriers coming into the industry, and no one is really doing anything about educating, attracting, recruiting, training people into the space. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you and I talked about Carl Harley School back in November or December, I I've been thinking about it, and I think obviously it's great for Super Dispatch because you know it's a way to sort of educate people, attract them, and show them how to properly manage and grow their companies sustainably, or make a decision on whether this is right for them in the first place. Right. Right. That's the key. Yeah. Uh, but I think the bigger the bigger picture that's been emerging from doing the car hauler school is potentially have creating a pipeline for you know whoever uh, to get into this industry and you know make a living and potentially you know, create and build what you built at some point right with your company mm-hmm. uh, and make it, make an honest living. Yeah, hard work. I think honestly, that's the, the one of the big, you look back and you're like, what do you learn after 20 years and 20 trucks and a lot of drama? There's nothing easy about hauling cars, period. I mean, I, I had a good gig, I built a good business, but I promise you, there was nothing easy about it. And I don't know, back to your point in Joe Overby, I do believe there is a shortage and I do believe it is real. And I also believe that Honestly, I think ATI has played a role in having people enter with caution. Is that the right way to say it? Uh, great. Let's, let's talk about ATI for a second. Yeah. Uh, I want to get back to some of the things you mentioned in your background, but let's, let's talk about ATI for a second. Okay. Yeah. Uh, came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible platform. I think I couldn't think of anyone in the entire world better than Jay Wurzberger yeah. to the face and the voice of the platform. Yeah. Right. So from the day from the day you met him, mm-hmm. uh, tell us about your journey of becoming, from when you tell us about the early days of ATI mm-hmm. and, and how you got involved with the platform. Yeah. Well, Jay and I don't talk about this much, but there's, there was a little part there where I was definitely not a part, not a face. I mean, probably over a year. But we would talk on a regular basis. And if he ran into a jam, like maybe having a guest come on, I might show up. Uh, But again, it goes back to relationship, right? And and there's this element called grace. Like, I I think if I didn't understand a little bit about Grace, Jay and I would never be friends because Jay and I kind of are different. We have different background, different success stories, whatever you want to call it. But he's had a lot of patience with me because I'm very impatient. Right? Does that make sense? (laughs) I've had a lot of patience with him because he's just been patient with me. So what you give away is what you keep. That's one of the things I teach everybody in this business. What you give away is what you keep. Right? So uh, I was always amazed and perplexed with the dispatching and load board. 
amazed and perplexed and I couldn't believe it existed. And I couldn't believe that this was the actual part of what I would consider my industry. Today we make fun of people like old tie, right? You can see the market shift, but I don't want to get off on the market shift, but back to ATI. There's been a, a gradual growth, a progressive growth of here's some basics, here's some things. There are other ways. I mean, Jay's educating me on this really exists. I'm educating him on there's a better way, <laughs> you know? I mean, so as the show started growing, Jay's getting calls, emails, he can't keep up. I'm like, dude, anytime you got a call or an email, just tell him to call me. I'll talk to anybody. He's like, really? Yeah. So that's kind of where it really started. And I was like, man, people call into this show or leave messages and are genuinely trying to figure out what truck, what trailer, what insurance, what load board, what broker, just keeps going, right? One of, one of the things that really blew me away, learning more about his story and, and his work, is that he's not, he's not only trying to help uh, carriers and companies in auto transport to be successful, but he also wants those people to be successful in their lives. So his, his coaching and, and mentorship and advice that he provides people goes beyond business practices and addresses the overall well-being of the human and, and the happiness of the, of the person and their family. And that I think I, I wasn't surprising. I, I'm sorry, I was, um, I was surprised and kind of blown away by that. You call me and you want to be a car hauler, right? Two questions. It's changed, but they're still the same two. Can you live 12 months without a check starting right now? I don't need to know, you do. It's very important. Number two, who's your customer? Now, if you wanna talk trucks and trailers and insurance and DOT, lease, owner operator, whatever, we can talk about that. Let's deal with these two first, slow down. Have you done any market research? Do you know what market research is? What did you do? Well, I watched a video and I, my brother knows a guy who transports cars and I ran into him at the fuel station, that kind of stuff, right? Stuff. So you, you're like, well, what do you mean? Well, you get it. Your mind is, a I tell people, your mind is a dangerous neighborhood. Don't go there alone, right? So they're like, what does that have to do with, I need a dispatcher and a load board? Well, after you spend all day picking up three cars and you're about ready to kill somebody and then you go home because you can't leave now, you're out of hours. You literally wasted a whole day. You wake up in the morning, you get up and you head the road and you're looking out your windshield and you're still mad about yesterday and you start thinking, my dispatcher just screwed me, right? My dispatcher's a jerk, whatever they think, whatever anybody thinks that has a dispatcher. I had 20 company trucks with 20 company drivers with me and a dispatcher dispatching the entire organization. And I promise you, my, my drivers thought I was screwing them. So why would somebody hire a dispatcher they don't know and somehow manage to get along and think that this is gonna work? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. And then, you know, I, I start asking around a little bit about what people make of Thai. Uh, what would they think of Thai? And some, some fascinating words came up, like, uh, let me see, some keywords I wrote down. Uh, 
cowboy, uh, a true force of nature, um, passionate about the space and industry, a huge champion of carrier community, and um, authentic and, and direct. So now you add that element. This is what ATI, back to ATI. ATI's grown, started growing. Jay's amazing, you're right, by the way. There's nobody that could do what Jay does, <laughs> nobody. And his infor, information highway, the news, the dings, and the just, I don't even know how he does it, I don't. I could never do it. But through him pushing that, it generates questions, it generates relationships. And there's people today that I've actually consulted that are still in business and actually growing. Like, there's three for sure. <laughs> That's not the best. <laughs> but to have people still around is a pretty big accomplishment. Congrats. Yeah. You have to start somewhere. Well, that's that's the thing. So the, the base, okay, if, I, if you were going to ask me, you put Jay in another room and ask him, we're both going to have different answers. But the, the base for me is fundamentals. We, we can't build anything without a solid foundation. You just can't. And if your foundation is, I saw a video, and I want to haul cars because that guy's making money. I've always, I love cars. Well, everybody loves cars. Or not everybody, but a lot of people. Maybe not the best reason to get into this business. So... I think originally, I don't know what Jay started out, his answer would be different. I know me in the background, mine is always, the goal has been to build a successful virtual transport company through a media. That's where we started talking about how to get to where you're at today. You know, what are you doing today? Well, we have insurance people. We have DOT people. We have equipment people. We have tech people. You call me and you need something, I know somebody that can help you to be successful, right? Yeah, very good, thank you. Uh, I wanna go back to your lovely guardrails, guardrails analogy. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that a lot. Uh, and it's making me wonder what, what, what are the specific examples of the things that you're protecting the carriers from? Honestly, uh, it's crazy. Almost in this order. Uh, spiritually, emotionally, financially. I've, I've had each one of those tested to the max in car hauling. Spiritually, financially, emotionally. Which emotionally and spiritually could be the same thing. You might throw a relationship in there with emotions can destroy relationships very quick. Close relationships you don't want destroyed. Okay, okay. that's very interesting. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. And that's why I want to be the bumper rails at the bowling alley. I would not wish some of the things that happened to me that I know firsthand that I've got scars that nobody can see, I would not put that on anybody, ever. And I get passionate about it. I get emotional about it. I mean, my eyes get watery about it. That's how much I care about it. Thank you. Appreciate you sharing that. <clears throat> so this, you mentioned different sectors, uh, tech people, auctions, dealers, carriers, broker shippers. Mm -hmm. um, how do you view, you, you talk about carriers a lot, mm -hmm. and that's your primary 
customer base, rightfully so. It's a, the <clears throat> automotive industry uh, wouldn't be able to function without its logistics sector. The logistics yeah. sector heavily depends on the carrier community. Yeah. So really, it's a lot of backbone. It's riding on the backbone of the carrier community. Yeah. Right. Uh, and some of us think that's a very underappreciated aspect, right, of, very. of the industry. Help us understand. How do you view the the other players in the space involved directly in the logistics, as far as brokers and shippers, and, and their roles and responsibilities? In this I've had to change. I really have. Uh, the reason I've had to change is because I always said I don't need you. I can go get it myself. Through taking a phone call, minimum one a day, from some random guy, I'm starting to understand more and more the value and the importance of good brokers, good technology that works. And I, I mean, I get some of the nicest guys that call. I'm like, can you go talk to somebody, like a, a car dealer? No. Okay. After you do enough of those consults, where you know for a fact that guy is never gonna talk to anybody, why not go ahead and get ahead of him? Here's the best dispatcher, here's the best load board, here's the best technology, here's the best broker, right? So I've literally had to change, and all these things I don't believe in, but I, I have make friends with Beck, I make friends with brokers, make friends with technology guys. Right? So hanging around these conferences has put me in a place where I have to meet these guys. I get to go eat lunch with them, go drink a beer with them, whatever it is we're doing, and I get to know them on an individual level. I understand we all are here to make money, and I'm probably the hardest on the carrier. <laughs> you want to know what I used to say about the broker? Why do you need a broker? You don't. Go get your own business. Today, I've had to change that according to who I'm talking to. Got it? So if I'm sure that this person is not going to go get their own customers, we got to get you paired up with a great dispatch company, a great TMS, a great technology, and multiple great brokers that I've personally vetted. I've been to their office. I've sat and had dinner with them, broke bread with them, right? So that's a big shift for Ty. And for Ty to, to take that shift is, in my opinion, huge. Because I could be the cranky old guy that says, You're, you guys are crazy. So that's where I'm at. Bumper rails. I want to dig a little deeper sure. into your industry insights. Okay. Um, and ask you about what you think is broken in auto transport today and what you think is working very well? Mm. Broken. <clears throat> Honestly, I think what's broken is there's misinformation. I know I hate that word more than anybody, but I think there's information out there that people are getting, taking in, that is not accurate. So if I'm gonna say what's broken, it's how did that guy go and spend $100,000 for a King Ranch Platinum Dually and another $10,000 for some used, wonky, maybe good trailer, maybe not good trailer. 
and three months later, lost the truck, lost the trailer, and now he's getting a divorce and all kinds of other problems. That happens. That's real. That's a problem. Let's say so. What Whatever you? that is, however you describe that, that's it. Seems just wrong. So maybe people aren't smart, you know? I mean, nobody forced this guy to go do that. But there is a problem. What about the things that you think are going well? What's working today? I'm, because of the shift I've had, whether you call that career, whether you call it lifetime shift, what I'm currently doing, what I do think is working is relationships. And what I mean by that is big companies that I would typically never talk to, having a relationship with them and in introducing them to a completely different segment that I see the connection to. Always making friends. Ty is always uh, turning people on to the channel and finding out what it is that will help them grow their business. What can we possibly Okay. Was that, was that not functioning before, back in the days when you were well, when I was operating, I didn't ever mess with any of it. But since I've been hanging around Jay, say, say five or six years and watching this and listening to it and seeing the trash on the, you know, Thursday, dispatching live, thermonuclear Thursday, listening to Sue, watching the live chat, listening to Jay, there's a problem. There really is. What is it? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. We just, now we know there's a problem. Is this a bad broker? Are they too big to understand that these are real people? Maybe. But I'm at a place where I can go talk to that. I got an appointment with that guy. And I'm going to tell that guy, your name is mud on the street, buddy. What are you going to do about it? And I can say that in a nice way that everybody will understand. But typically, that's just how I talk. Like, dude, nobody likes you. You've got a terrible reputation. I understand Facebook is drama, but here's a real problem. This really happened. This isn't on Facebook. What do you want to do about it? And I don't think it's the first time it happened either. So you start calling people out, not that we're going to change anything, but eventually my theory is it's a selective attrition or it's, you survive if you do right, right? And I think you're going to start seeing some of these companies either be bought out or go away. And I know that's crazy talk, but I think it's real. You can't sustain crap. Not for too long. You can't sustain crap. Mm -hmm. No. You pull the pretty decent quotes. I made that one and up. They're not quotes, but the one-liners. Yeah, pretty good one-liners. Mm. I like the one, uh, the head is a dangerous place, don't go there alone. Your mind. That's a good one. Your mind is a dangerous neighborhood. Mind, yeah. Your mind is a dangerous neighborhood, don't go there alone. Not safe. Where, where's that from? I have no idea. I just heard a guy say it like twice, and I'm like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's <was> genius. <laughs> the other one I really, what you give away is what you keep. I've thought about that one a lot. You know, did you guys ever hear the story about the German dude that found me and flew over here? <laughs> so this German guy watches the show, somehow sends an email. He's like, I want to meet you. Sure. I'm in Kansas City. Can I fly to Kansas City? Yeah. What day? Friday. Okay. I didn't know the guy would show up. The guy shows up. We hop in a truck, drive all the way to Florida with this guy. Turns out he's 
in Germany making car hauling trailers. Been doing it for 30 plus years. K-A-R-T, CART. It's his company. No idea, right? He's wanting to bring his trailer, German engineering, the best, right? To America. <clears throat> but he wants to understand the transportation, the auction, the dealer world. Anyway, point of the story is, is there was one thing that stands out in my mind that's ridiculous to this day. And I, we fought about it. Like, you know me, I just tell you what I think. If you don't like it, we'll just go back and forth. But we got a little heated because he said they don't have auctions in Germany. They have lots. Fields. Fields. We have fields. What's a field in Germany? It has anything to do with transportation and cars. No, it's a field. Dealers, all the dealers put all their cars over here. We don't have any space. If you sell one, you buy one, you just go pick it up and bring it back. You drop all the cars off in the field, and then if you need them, you just do it local, right? I'm like, that won't work in America. We're too big. We're too crazy. We got to have it now. We, all this. He's like, I'm just telling you, that's how we do it. It's coming this way. I'm like, no, you're crazy. Well, what happened with when, it, when Carvana bought Edessa? What was that, 2.2 billion? A lot of money? Why did they do that? I don't know. Some people say it's because they needed space and they needed recon. Some people even say, I especially say, it's for logistics. If you're gonna spend how much money on trucks? How many trucks did you buy? Brand new? I know what those cost. Day cab or sleeper, it doesn't matter, they're expensive. What are you doing? What, what are you doing when you load half of a truck from Kansas City, drive to Tulsa, and what, what is this? On the West Coast, I followed him on my way to, I intentionally drove to conferences from Joplin, Missouri to Vegas. As soon as you get past Amarillo-ish, 40 highway, you see Carvana trucks, 10 to one, guaranteed. <clears throat> so I follow one into the truck stop. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just waiting. Another truck's coming this way. I'm gonna get in his truck. He's gonna get mine. We're both going back to where we just came from. I'm like, did you just say that? Yeah, that's really happening. Now, Carvana goes bust, who cares? The idea makes sense. If you hate Carvana, I don't care. The idea makes sense when we're talking onesies. A lot of onesies right now, right or wrong. I think so. The market has been fragmented so bad that the model, in my opinion, 2023 prediction, right? You're gonna see more action at the physical auction, whether that's an actual auction or pick up, drop off, right? And just drop it here in Dallas, it's going to Kansas City. You don't wanna go with one car from Dallas to Kansas City. Doesn't make any sense. Drop it here. Ty's gonna come pick it up and take it on to Kansas City because Ty's coming into Dallas today loaded and he's gotta go back. Right? So whatever that is, whatever you call that, I don't know. I could see the 2023 traffic at the auction, physical auction going up, primarily I would suggest for pickup drop off. And then I would also go ahead and throw in there, it is a great opportunity right now for a guy to get into this business, transport, auto transport. Now is probably the best time actually. How can you say, <laughs> how can you say that if you just railed on everything forever? <laughs> No, there's a lot of opportunity right now. Awesome. Thanks mm -hmm. for sharing that. Yeah. Do you personally uh, or professionally, does Utah have 
any goals that you can share? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the number one goal is to build the ATI network and community, okay? By doing that, what I'm talking about is, say you have 14,000 subscribers right now. That's great. Is the goal to get to 28? Not necessarily. My goal is to reach the right people, right? So by hanging out at these conferences, goals, right? 2023 goal. The goal is for ATI to become a mouthpiece where people want to come and tell us what you want us to hear, right? And by doing that, I think you're going to see, start to see transparency and community, which I like to call grassroots movement. So 2023, the grass is going to get, get to growing and the roots are going to get to taking. And I think we're all going to come together and we're all going to make money and we're all going to do a good job. That's my prediction. What my that, goal. What does that look like? Let's say you hit your goal and it's beyond any expectations that you have. What does that look like? Um, it would really be, okay, where I learned this, uh, we've all heard, that I've heard this way before I got into this business, but since I've been in this business, NIADA, National Independent Auto Dealers Association, there's one part of National Independent Auto Dealer Association that I really find it interesting. It's called 20 Groups, right? Car hauler, car hauler community could really pay attention to the 20 group on multiple angles. Because we could theoretically, ATI, anybody wants to participate, theoretically put together a 20 group and in that 20 group put two non-transport people, whether that's a broker and a tech guy, whether that's whatever, an auction. I mean, one of the things that I've said forever is if you wanna learn car hauling, go to Auction Academy. Get that. That'll teach you everything you need to know about hauling cars, right? Why? They only talk about the auction. No, they don't. They talk about car dealers. They talk about why those car recon. Why is everybody mad that the car's not? I mean, just nonstop, right? So the community, growing the community, building the community, that's, that's my goal. That's what I get passionate about. What was your question? Yeah, you, what like winning looks like, hitting a goal. Oh. I would go with the 20 group. Some kind of version of that. I think, honestly, uh, I've talked to you, Beck, Super Dispatch, for years. I think at some point, I don't know when, probably before I'm dead, I think we will have annual carrier meetings that will be productive, that can turn into, I want you guys in a 10 group. We're all going to meet quarterly. Bring your... QuickBooks, bring your trailer, whatever you want to bring, and we're all going to go through it. You're like, really? Yeah. That's it. I'd like to see a little of that future with you. Yeah. I think it's doable. So I want to take uh, the last few minutes and talk about Super Dispatch with you yeah. a little bit. So I'm going to ask some questions about Super Dispatch, starting with this one. I remember when we first met, I remember the uh, company that you sold and handed off to this guy. And I remember all that because I was doing sales then myself. Mm. So, you know, I think I ended up, it was, it was too old school for it. Uh, but anyway, what I'm curious about is you would come around, you came around quite a bit mm -hmm. in those days, 
And those were the earlier days, 2016, 2017. Yeah. So from your perspective, right, from Ty's point of view, describe what you saw and what, what it was like hmm. from your perspective. All right, good, good question. So uh, I think I already mentioned like technology. I didn't even really understand why we needed it. I get, I get it, but dealing with easy dispatch, easy dispatch, we call him Super Dave. Uh, it was just always a pain and it never worked. And so anything that doesn't work, I don't want to mess with. Um, at the same time, you understand there's a lot of data here, especially for what I built, ton of data that I would think about, but moving fast forward today, like there are people that are capitalizing off that data, simple guys. So going back, meeting Super Dispatch, learning more about Super Dispatch, it was really foreign to me. And I think part of the reason, this is just me thinking, but I think part of the reason I enjoyed coming was because every time I went, I was like, okay, I'm learning. I gotta learn this. This is important stuff. I mean, I don't know what that guy's gonna do with it at the time, but there are other people that should probably know about this. Because even then, you know, being in the business for 20 years, having 20 trucks, I know a lot of carriers in the Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma area that we all have back and forth. And this is another thing too, super dispatch. Uh, as I'm learning that and getting to know you, obviously I get to know Jay a little bit. And there was another guy, I remember the guy who always had the golf club in there. That was the first guy I think I met. Brady? Yeah, I think uh, it was Brady. Uh, car sales guy. Car sales guy, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, got a relationship with that guy, kind of liked him. He would tell me, this is what, I'm like, how does this work? Who do you call? Who wants this, you know? Just completely intrigued with it, because I'm thinking, this is crazy. Like, I, I really didn't know this existed. And not, like, the Super Dispatch TMS, I, could, I can kind of get that, but I'm like, the guys that are out here, that's what really intrigued me, the, the carrier guys that are out there doing the work. Like, man. So I would kind of get to hear him do some sales calls and we kind of bounce some stuff off whenever I'm learning, he's teaching me a few things. Oh, did you know this? Like I would literally sit in his office, I'm like, can you call somebody and try to sell this? I want to listen to the pitch. Yeah, I'll call. I mean, he was a, I thought he was a decent sales guy. I don't know how he, how he did, but anyway, uh, I don't know, you're, you're kind of an interesting guy that I really got a lot of respect for, appreciation. Starting a business, it's not an easy thing. Being in business as long as you have. And Jay, Jay was always really good about pointing out your first market and like looking today to look back. I'm like, dude, you were first to market. <laughs> good job. So that's kind of the things that I remember about Super Dispatch and hanging around. Just exciting. And you were down at the uh, Case Sprint Accelerator. Yeah. yeah, and that was a cool place. It was a really cool place, yeah. yeah. it was awesome. So that was one of the, those are the, some of the things I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so fast forward to uh, today, and I would say, I'll go on a limb and maybe say that I see you as somewhat of a, a fan, a supporter, yeah, and probably an evangelist yeah. of Super Dispatch. So I'd love to just better peel that onion a little bit and better understand what's behind that and what makes you uh, a fan of our mission. Well, I like winners and I like to win the game. And I know I never really act like that 
but really I do like to win and I like to surround myself with winners and people that are smarter than me. And so one of the things is, is it's really important. I just said it a second ago, but first to market brand, you drive down the street, anybody, what do you use? Super dispatch. Okay. I know you, I've got a relationship with you. I've had a relationship with you for a long time, right? I trust you. And if there's something that you see in my life that you're like, Ty, you can tell me. If I see someone like, hey, Beck, we can at least talk about it. And that, to me, is how you win this game. Okay, what game? Everybody survives. <laughs> Everybody thrives. All right? If I can send people to bed, if I can tell Beck, hey, there's somebody over here that is really mad at you right now. And here's what it is. I trust that you will handle that. Whether you personally or you hand it off to somebody else. I think we have that kind of relationship where when I say something, good or bad, indifferent, there's a respect, a mutual respect. Your relationships, your time in this game since I met you, which I don't know how long you were going before I met you, but either way, since I've known you to today, I do, I do evangelize. I do. Do you know Super Dispatch? Do you know? Are you, and this isn't just carrier guys. I get those guys all the time. That's every day. Just use Super Dispatch, okay? What I'm talking about is sitting with the CEO, the president, the founder in these meetings, and they're telling me this, and I'm like, no, super dispatch. That's where you go to fix this problem. And I think that's real. I'm not making it up. I mean, I talk to all kinds of people about you. Always have. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I appreciate it. It's good. I think, well, we're grateful. It's beyond appreciation. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Ty, transport guy. Cars on the move. You know, I've been thinking, are your cars on the move? This is my update, part of my update, October 23. I'm asking, I've changed, Cars on the Move is my company, but I also started thinking, I'm like, are your cars on the move? And who am I talking to when I say something like that? I'm generally talking to lenders, finance companies, remarketers, right? <clears throat> and I'm talking to them because if you're watching the current news, delinquency on auto loans is going nutso. So there's going to be some people that are going to need some help, which translates to opportunity. October 23, are your cars on the move? So I'm continuing to build my network, my relationships. You always hear me talk about to be successful in this business, relationships are key. This is a relationship business. So what does that mean as a carrier? As a carrier, what are you doing? Are you building your network? Are you building relationships? Are you building lanes? So the update is, as I continue to do what I've been doing, which is helping carriers be successful, building lanes, understanding the business as a whole, the ecosystem, as we like to talk about. And if you need anything, you know what you can do. You can always call me, 417-483-2764. There's your update.